Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Vaginas and Vertebrae. Dr. Madeline and I are in a really um, funny situation right now because we're actually in a restaurant. You want to tell them where we are, Dr. Madeline? We are at Noble Crust in St. Pete. St. Pete, yes. Yep, yep. And we are about to hit our second glass of rosé. We're super excited. I had the, um, if you've never been here, they have an excellent ambiance. It's a great environment. Super cute and really comfortable, but it was a little cold today, but that's okay. Um, anyways, so today we're going to talk about something that I think both Dr. Madeline and I have already expressed our um, distaste for in a sense, but we're going to go into a little bit more of like the personal reasons behind it and also maybe some experiences and stories on why we feel the way that we do. So pretty much without like lack of better other, like lack of other words pretty much is uh, our healthcare system sucks and it's a bunch of shit and it pisses me I'm off. I'm tired of playing nice about not talking about the fact that it's terrible and that we look at things the incorrect way and patients don't get the help they need and they're not empowered and if we're not going to talk about it, like, you can't assume someone else's. Yeah. yeah. So this conversation could change people's lives. Absolutely. And I think that it's so important. I had a conversation yesterday with another practitioner in the area, and we were talking about specific postpartum care. Because, again, as many of you know, like, that's kind of, like, where my niche is. I treat many postpartum women. Dr. Madeline sees a lot more pregnant women than I do. But it's something that we need to talk about on why we feel that our healthcare system is such shit. And it makes me so angry to get all of the stories from my clients coming in and saying, oh, you know, and I'll share one right now. I have a client currently who's going in for her second labor and delivery in the next couple weeks, and she is terrified because of her experience from the first time. She went into a hospital birth based on her choice, which is beautiful, but she had no voice stepping into that room. Her husband had no voice. Literally, the nurses treated her like shit, and her experience was just traumatizing. And so she, I have spent probably six to seven hours with this client specifically just giving her anxiety training and breathing and trying to relax and it's just it, it's so sad to me that one of the most eventful times of our life a lot of times are considered a trauma and it's a negative connotation to it because we remember our birth we remember our pregnancy and we remember the delivery and we will never forget that so the experience of that if it turns negative and we do not have the, su the support that we deserve can you imagine how that's going to make you fearful if you want more kids 100% and just everybody's out there and fear mongering anyway like I've had so many patients and friends and stuff you know their doctors have told them like their body's not built correctly enough to deliver that baby vaginally you're too small you're too small you're too old you're too whatever and it's just oh the you're old one gets me. oh my god it just drives me crazy and there's so much misinformation out there and um, I know they're very educated, obese, and like delivering babies clearly and stuff, but like when are we going to step outside of that and learn more? 
more of how to support the woman is more than just bringing the baby her side. She has a huge process and a huge journey within that to support her. Yeah. And to not belittle her, make her feel like shit. And I mean, I've heard some nasty stories from patients and doulas. Cause you, well, yep. So if you don't know, a doula is like you're like cheerleader during birth that you hire and they're there to help um, advocate for you, especially if maybe you can't during that time of your birth for whatever reason. And I've heard stories where doctors have even tried to get rid of the doulas. Yep. And just totally didn't care what the mom wanted. And like, then where does that leave you? Which I want to say. Consent. That's not good health care. Yeah, which I want to say it is your right to have birth support that you choose with you during your labor and delivery. The majority of the, I have actually never stepped foot into a hospital or heard of a hospital that will not allow birth support. So there are some, if it's a cesarean, they will limit you to like one person in the room, things like that. But you want to make sure that you understand what your rights are and what you're able to say during that process. And it's also like I tell people too, like it is your choice how you want to do these things. And of course, like the OBs and the gynecologists, like we are so incredibly grateful for them stepping in when something needs to happen like that. Like if something needs to change or if we need the induction or if we need the cesarean for certain reasons. But I think the more um, pressing issue that we get is the fact that throughout the entire process of pregnancy, labor and delivery, and then your postpartum journey, it's not about mom. It's only about baby. So mom literally kind of like gets ignored. And I got tears in my eyes right now because I hear so many of my clients that are just distraught postpartum. I say in postpartum, like we just saw like the recent stats that came out on the meetings you have during your pregnancy. Ladies, who's got bubbling? Me. I got the bubbles. I like that one. Thank you. Thank you. More bubbles. But how many, we just saw the stats that come out, and I'd have to look them up to quote them properly, but how many, like, care and visits you get through your pregnancy, how many postpartum your baby gets, and you get, like, one. 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 That's it. One. Which is it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's also something like the, the stigma that's out there is you give birth, you deliver, and then thank goodness that baby's okay and I'm so grateful for all of the staff and all of the professionals that are paying attention to that but also thank goodness for the doula and for the people that are there to actually like support mom and it's so incredibly like disheartening to me when I hear the mom come in and say I feel forgotten I don't have my life anymore I feel lost nobody's listening I have all of these symptoms I have these things going on but you go back for this visit that one visit postpartum and then you're just told that it's fine and I read something on Instagram today. Um, as many of you know, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm like an Instagram hoe, they call me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's like my social media of choice. I love Instagram for a lot of reasons. But I was reading through there, and it was the difference between, like, the care even just between men and women. So if a man comes in and complains, and again, I'm going to misquote this a little bit, but based on my experience... Excuse me. If a man comes in and he complains about urinary incontinence or erectile dysfunction, they are offered MRIs, CT scans, different types of things that we can figure out what's going on. Here are your options. But if a woman says she has urinary incontinence, what do you think's happening? No big deal. It's normal. It's okay. It's something you have to deal with. Everybody has that. You had a baby. 
you've had two babies. And that's that's what I think that this pressing issue is. And so if you are a healthcare professional and many of the ones that we know, anybody that I refer to, this is not for you. <laughs> you are the ones that are like actually like doing what I think that the woman deserves and what she desires and what she needs. Yeah. We know there's good ones out yep. there doing a good fight. But this is for the people whose doctors aren't and they yep. feel so alone. And, and if you feel alone and if you're going into these appointments and you feel like nobody's listening to you, first of course, like try to you know and, and the advice on this is always tough because you first have to try to talk to your practitioner regardless of if they're the ones that you feel like is ignoring because a lot of times they may not know yeah. they might just be busy they see so many people in a day they may not just be thinking about how that is processing in your mind or how that's making you feel because again what their job is in the hospital is they're to deliver the baby yeah. they can't think about anything else that's why so many episiotomies and things like that happen that's why the epidurals happen that's why all of this is going on and sometimes they're busy like when my sister ended up being at the hospital and having to deliver like they were turning those women left and right because they had only so many rooms and those rooms were full yep the entire time yeah. so you know and that just goes under another rabbit hole they're all going to right now about this yeah. healthcare center it's fully set up we're talking about that a little bit but yeah. but you know there are, there's limitations with all the doctors sometimes too and they're doing the best they can within the environment they're in yep but, yeah and i think again you know we're not like I really just want you to understand what your choices are and that you have a voice in all of these situations. And one of the things, the client that I shared with you before going into the second one that she's totally fearful about, one of the things that we had a conversation of is if you are in a hospital delivery or even if you're in a home delivery or a birth center, wherever you're at and you're in labor and delivery, you have the voice to say, I need a different nurse or I need a different like clinician or something. Sometimes, of course, the doctors can't transition because that's just who's on call. But if you do not connect with them if they're making you uncomfortable or if they're making you feel bad find out before you go in to deliver what is the process on getting a different staff what is the process on getting a different nurse hey, could you imagine if that was in birth education I know and that's something that needs to be I in know. birth education is the fact that you have a voice you have a choice you know again and we've talked about this before you get to choose whether you're having a hospital birth birth center home delivery and I, I have no opinions on any of that well I do but I don't share those <laughs> but the the thing is, is really understanding that within any setting, within any practitioner, you have the right to be able to say, this is my body, this is my labor and delivery. As long as it's not harming you or baby, you are able to speak up about that. And I think that that's the importance of sitting down with your spouse, sitting down with whoever it is that's delivering your baby and write out your birth plan. Write out everything, and I mean everything that you want. I've done this with clients before, like, do you want essential oils in the room? Do you want a teddy bear? Do you want a physio ball? Make sure it is all written out. Your doula either has it, your spouse has it, all of your physicians in there, the nursing staff knows when you come in, this is my birthing plan. Which means you have to talk about that. Yes. And, I, and I would encourage you to talk about it sooner than later, because a lot of moms that I'll see, they're like, oh, we have plenty of time. And many of, if you, you your time goes fast, yep. right? So then all of a sudden, you're almost ready to have your baby and you still haven't talked about it and part of that too is know what you want and write that down and then I highly encourage you to look through what does that look like if maybe something doesn't happen the way you want it to yes. because and then look through those options because then if that happens not that it will but if you're in that scenario when like the labor and delivery is happening you're going to be a lot more calm and comfortable and feel better about the choices you're making because you thought through them prior. Yep. Yep. And I 
always, always, always recommend that too. And again, if you have a good practitioner, they're going to talk to you about your options if something doesn't happen. And if nobody is talking to you about that, you know, please do yourself a favor. Reach out to us. Let us help you find somebody. Find a directory. Ask them, you know, hey, do you have anybody that I can talk to to help me write my birth plan or whatever? Because you have to understand, like, if something goes wrong and you can't birth at home and you have to be transferred to the hospital, what is the birth plan with that? Because it will change. And know your different, different hospitals, yes. too. And I know we're going to have my sister on here at some point to share her story. Yeah. But I know their plan, if the home birth didn't work out, was to go to a completely different hospital than she ended up at. Because there were different people on staff and her midwife yep. knew who would honor her choices better yep. versus who they would have walked in that hospital. Not one choice would have been honored and what the situation would have ended up like. And that's so. the importance of, again, picking or choosing a provider that really, truly cares about you and your delivery. And there's so many amazing ones in our area. We're very lucky in St. Petersburg. So lucky. I know. <laughs> we have so many amazing birth professionals here that it's beautiful. But for me, for instance, from back home, you have to drive an hour, like where I'm from in Tennessee, you have to drive an hour to get to a hospital. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a hospital closer than an hour. If you're doing a home birth, there is no such thing as a doula in the town that I'm from. Nobody knows what it is. There are no midwives. There is no birth education classes. Like, they just deliver in a hospital, and everybody thinks that you have to have an epidural and push from your back. Oh, my gosh. And it's just common to think that way. And, again, you know, that goes into our conversation of... And for me, again, like I'm just highly passionate about choices and obviously my business name is Empowerment Advocacy is for a reason, <laughs> but I want to empower you to know your choices and also educate your spouse. I know that sometimes if it's a male, they're not really like as active as they may want to be, but when they need to spin into action, when something like this is going on and you're in labor and they have that piece of paper, they're going to feel powerful too. And they're going to have the ability to be your voice and that's what you need because you're about to like go through the biggest marathon of your life and it's going to be such a really like beautiful thing if we're able to kind of find the people to work with you to honor those decisions and of course there's never a guarantee on how something like this is going to turn out we can't tell you and again I say this a lot with my pregnant clients I can't tell you how to deliver your baby I can give you options and all the different like preparation things but I can't tell you what position your body's going to want to be in or how your baby's going to be turned will affect that all of those things can change, but just understanding to talk to someone that is well-educated or gives you the time of day to ask those questions and write those questions out. I always encourage my clients to like have a notebook every appointment you go to. Make sure you have every single question in there and ask. Yeah. And if they're not giving you a time of day, we need to find you another professional. <laughs> I would definitely ask it. I, I love like a notebook idea. Or I was even thinking earlier, like, even because I've had so many patients and they're like, well, I was told I couldn't do this. I'm like, did they say like, why? Or did you ask questions? And they're like, I don't really remember. They can't even remember fully. So yep. maybe we'll record your session. Like you are the patient. This is your information. You're yep. allowed to do those things so you can then leave and remember what was went over with you and, and yeah. that type of thing. So Yeah. I definitely agree with the tape recorder thing. Um, as, it's just something that, and again, as a professional, as a birth professional, I don't mind if you ask questions. And if you get someone that's irritated by it or not giving you the time of day, again, maybe we need to find someone else. If you're going into delivery or you're in labor at that point, sometimes we can't change the person delivering your baby. But again, just make sure that you have the choices. You know exactly what you want versus this. Or you know that if this happens, this is how I want it to look. Because you are the one that's going to remember this experience 
experience for the rest of your life, the people delivering the baby won't always remember it because they see so many of them and it's not as special to them. It's so special to you and your spouse and your partner and just be really mindful of that. And then postpartum, please understand that there are people, there's support doulas out there that do postpartum doula work. There are people like me. I always laugh because I don't I don't know anything about babies and treatment wise. <laughs> I don't treat babies, but you can bring your baby to your appointment, but I treat mom. So if you need to see me two weeks postpartum, please call me because it's not, you're not alone. And I know that it can be frustrating because it's interesting in the conversation I had yesterday with a woman who had eight kids, she was never, ever, ever told that if she needed anything, she could call. She was sent home every time after her hospital birth because she had no leg say in this. And she's an elder, like an older female now, but she um, would go home. They just sent her home. And then she, if she felt like it, she would come back for her six week visit. And she felt if like she it. felt like it, oh, meaning wow. like she didn't feel that it was even valuable to come back to get checked. Wow. And how many women are out there thinking that you don't have to? Because I can tell you a lot of my clients don't. Wow. It's not like something that is made. You need to do this to make sure your stitches are healed because nobody's educating you on that. If you had an episiotomy or a perineum tear, you need to get that checked. If you have prolapse symptoms, call before the six week like mark. You know, if you're having heaviness, if tissue is hanging out, if you are having extreme pain and you can't figure out why, call somebody. But the unfortunate part is you give birth, the baby's okay, so they send you home. And they don't ask if you're okay. I know. We see it all the time in our office and we kind of joke because we tell our moms, like, they're like our our special people, right? So they get like special privileges to, to us in our office than like a quote unquote normal patient would. Like, yeah. if you're in right before labor and you can't make it in or you're in labor and you want your chiropractor there like that's a discussion that we can have depending on like where you're delivering in those things but at least supporting you in other ways and especially postpartum too because you could have things that happen well you will have things that happen your body's going through a massive change through labor um, and it's starting to change postpartum that we can help support you and it's hard to get to an office sometimes yep and part of the way we did structure our office and part of us going to your home if you need that is also there and I'll ask I ask if you're feeling supported or if there's anything you're struggling with because like I might not be the person that can help you in that but I sure as hell know resources that can yep. to get you the help that you need to make sure everything's okay and yeah I and just, I we just don't see it enough and it, it's just not okay and I think that it's really important for you also when you're making your birth plan I think that the sad part is we often stop there. But what about the postpartum plan? hundred percent. What at if your we don't? Plan. Like, how are you going to eat? Who's cooking the meals? Yep. Do you have freezer meals? Do you have people that are willing to come? Are your parents coming? Are you by yourself? Do you have friends? And making sure that everybody knows their role so that you don't have to worry about that. And again, it's not a fearful thing. It's literally just creating your support system to say, hey, like you're my friend. I'm going to call you if this is going wrong or if I'm having a hard time. And, and they think, know that role. Right. And I think eye-opening and like being real with yourself on like which friends are going to be able to support you in the way you need to be supported. Because we've seen and what I see a lot is everybody has an opinion. Yep. Sometimes the mom doesn't want an opinion. They don't want their problem fixed. They just want to be heard. Yeah. They just want somebody to listen and whether it's over the phone or to sit with them and just be there. Yeah. Because being a mom it's hard. It is. There's yeah. a lot of challenges. It's and powerful. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of ma- there's a lot of great things too, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. And people can throw opinions at you all day long, 
well, what is that really accomplishing? Sometimes we just need to be like, I'm upset. And so I just sit there to listen and be like, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm here. You know, even if that's like a professional you have to hire, maybe you don't have anyone in your life that can step into that role. Yeah. But to look at that. And knowing that that's okay is a good thing too. And I, I always have a, I have my clients put a little, you know, card together. They put a little list together of just all of their support team throughout their entire transition because it doesn't stop when you get birth. It really doesn't. I can almost guarantee that for you as a female, you're going through another journey for the next year postpartum. Like things are different. Your your entire life is different because you know you have a baby now, and so now you stepped into a role of being mom, and it's it's really a beautiful thing, and it's so exciting, but it's also something that can take a lot out of you, and just know that if you can have that support system and you don't even have to like shoot you can call me and if I don't even know you I will listen to you <laughs> like this is what my like my, my passion is is to help you all understand that you have the ability to find somebody that can empower you because you are an empowered human being and you need to have people that are advocating for what you want what you desire and what you as a mom need and this again goes with you if you've had a miscarriage if you've had an abortion I was, I was gonna say it's the same thing we have to touch on that because the mom that I have talked to that have um, maybe miscarried or something like that have told me time and time again like if something happened they showed up to the hospital because they weren't sure what else to do like the people there don't know what to do with them yeah they have no clue how to support them or what is right and it's very isolating and it's scary um, let alone like in our society we just don't talk about if people have an abortion and they're very shunned still and there's so much shame that is carried with that and you still go through a process you were still pregnant what choice you made is your choice solely like it's not for anyone even if they try to offer you an opinion to throw an opinion at you and they're not in your shoes they're not making your choices or living your life you still have feelings that you're going to have to process and going through those scenarios so which means your care through that might look different than if somebody did go through their pregnancy and deliver and those things but it doesn't mean that you're don't deserve support and care for that process at all because yeah. you do and there are people out there they might be harder to find but they are out there and I know that Dr. Kayla and I both know some great ones so yeah if you fall in that box let us know yeah if you um, have had an abortion and you feel like you need support there is an Instagram again I'm back to Instagram called the abortion project yep. they are legit they are amazing people and, and they will support you through all of these transitions and I just think that it's important you know, because I think a lot of times we will, again, we'll step back and we only worry about what's happening to the baby, but nobody is taking time to think about what's going on with mom and her emotions and her feelings and her, her vagina and her like, womb and like, all of these things and, and all of the different transitions and all of the different choices that you make, it can affect that. And I think that it's so important for us to be talking about this and open up this conversation because again, unfortunately... Our healthcare system really does suck, and, and this I, is just one part we're talking about. Exactly, with like moms and Man. pregnancy. It's not. I could go on and on. I have stories at the wazoo <laughs> about ridiculous shit. Well, I hope you guys are in for a series of 626 <laughs> episodes of why no, I'm scared. No, no, no. And again, we're not taking this to bash anybody in particular. We are taking this in a way of making you understand that you are empowered. You have a choice and you have a voice. And if you need support, please reach out. I think honestly that's what it comes down to more than anything. Whether you're pregnant, you're postpartum, you're a male, wherever you are in your healthcare journey, it's just let's kind of flip that script now that like we're not waiting for things to happen to us. We're an active participant in our healthcare and our choices. 
which means we can change that. And it's okay to ask questions. It's okay. You hire your doctor. It's okay to fire them and find a yes. new one. Please and be supported and empowered in that process. Um, you know, ask the questions. Get the support where that is necessary. Know that you can change your trajectory of like healthcare diagnosis before you necessarily get to that. You don't have to wait for one. Like there's yep. things you can do before you're diagnosed with something. Like know that. And think about it this way. You interview nannies and chefs and people to coordinate your wedding and people to work with you in your business. Why do you not interview your doctor? Regardless of who your insurance covers, regardless, interview them all. Figure out who fits the needs that you have. Take your list of desires and wishes and see who is going to support you through that. Because they will tell you whether or not they support you or not. And I think that that's a really powerful thing for clinicians to be able to do that because I've had to turn people away too to send them somewhere else yep, that I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable treating them. Yep, and so, but I have the resource to send them somewhere yep. else to say, Hey, but I know that this person will just yeah. feel like, understand that you, you are validated. Your feelings are validated regardless of what transition in life you are in. You may be listening and you've never had kids. You've never been pregnant. You're not postpartum. You still have a choice. Yeah. If you have, um, again, another instance that came up with a client of mine, you know, like well, many of my clients, STDs, STIs, somebody to actually listen and understand about, oh, well, this happened because my boyfriend cheated on me, or like these different situations. You have a voice in your care. You have a choice in who helps you get through these processes and just understand that we're here to support you. And I know that we oftentimes will get on here and we talk about all of these really powerful things and it's really amazing, but we truly will give you the time of day if you reach out and you need to talk to us. And we really always appreciate all of the comments and all of the reaching out and all of the requests because it's something that is so powerful for both of us to talk about because we've seen it and we work in it every day and we just want you to feel like you are a person you're a human and you deserve space and you deserve space to talk in a safe spot and, and to feel the things that you feel so and show up in, the, in your life the way you want to like I just talked to a patient the other day who isn't pregnant or postpartum those things but had something happen went to the doctor and knew like she had to go on medication she didn't want to have to in order to leave that office like how like how empowering is that you know um so just knowing that yeah again, in all situations you know, yeah it's there and you get to make the choices ultimately yeah so I guess that's where we'll wrap up this uh healthcare podcast <laughs> I uh yeah don't uh, come after us with any negative. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're kidding. No, actually, this is really truly what we believe in. And we love you and we support you and we're here for you. And until next time, thank you for joining us. Bye.